Welcome to the Pet Psychic Radio Show, hosted by Pet Psychic Laura Finchfield. And I'm Ikusar, show producer, waiting to answer your phone calls at 917-889-2693. That's 917-889-2693. You can join us in the chat room located on the homepage of blogtalkradio.com, or you can just go to the the blogtalkradio.com slash thepetpsychic. Hi, everybody. Welcome to Pet Psychic Radio this week. Welcome. (laughs) (laughs) I I don't know if anyone noticed that I accidentally pressed the song again. Yeah, (laughs) we noticed. (laughs) Okay. I kind of like it, you know. (laughs) I was like, oh, we get to hear it again. (laughs) (laughs) I'm, uh, I'm in Oxnard today, so I'm a little bit out of my element. I'm in a hotel room. And I is standing for the whole uh, for the yeah. whole episode. <laughs> yeah. For some reason, the internet connection is not near a desk, so I'm having to stand at a ledge with my whole computer system and mic setup. And man, the callers. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yeah, so I'm in Oxnard today because I'm going to school this weekend in Santa Barbara or Carpinteria. So I just came a little bit early up here. But you didn't bring a pet with you, did you? No, no pets. There uh Rosa's at home with uh mm. John, my husband. Yeah, what are you up to this week? Oh, you know, I um I've been up to a lot, but one of the things that I I did this week is I spoke to um some Asian elephants. Whoa. That reside in the United States and they were trained uh, circus elephants and elephants for the movies. Mm-hmm. And, you know, these organizations, you know, they all say that they train humanely and, and I, you know, I I don't always necessarily believe it because exotic animal training is so behind, you know, co- com- uh, domesticated animals or companion animals in, in the training world. So um, so that half trunks for travel, you know, that Thai, he's that elephant that was in um, the movie, uh, what is the name of the movie? Um, oh. <laughs> I know what you're talking about and I can't remember. I know, I don't know why I can't remember it now. But anyway, this elephant, there was all this uh, hype about this elephant and how there was this footage and it's on I actually posted it on my website of them abusing this elephant and doing all this treatment. So I went around and I tried to find some elephants that reside in the United States and I spoke to six of them who have been trained and uh I can't say where they were trained because because these people could come after me. But mm-hmm. uh, they definitely aren't in the United States and I was mortified about how mm-hmm. these elephants are treated. It was so sad. Like, they were talking about being shocked, and they take these, like, electrical sh- shocks, and they shock them in their eardrum and in their genitals. Oh. Yeah, and the, these websites of these organizations say that these elephants get to be put out, you know, with each other, and they get to roam, and they don't. They're chained the whole time. And I, you know, when I search for those things, I really want, I want these elephants to be treated well. Like I want to hear that they're loved and that they're taken care of and that they feel like they're in a good place, but they don't. And it was really sad. And what got me the most is like what they were saying is they were like, we feel because of all this footage that's going around the United States, they were all over the world. These elephants can feel like this mass consciousness about people, you know, really caring about them. But like one of the elephants said, like, but where are they? Why are they why are they not here? Like right. he's like, I know these people are speaking or she, I know these people are speaking out for us, but where are they? Why are they not here? And it's like, why aren't we doing anything about this? It's really mm-hmm. frustrating. It's, and yeah. it's frustrating for me in my work because I love these animals so much, but it's been such a huge struggle to get people to, like, really believe in what I do 
because yeah. I would love someone like PETA or the Humane Society or somebody to back me and kind of help me kind of get the message out. Right, yeah, totally. It's been frustrating. It's so frustrating because I'm like, who am I speaking to when, I'm, when I write these things? I was like, does anybody hear me? <laughs> Is this in your newsletter, your new newsletter? Yeah, it was in my new newsletter, mm-hmm. and it's also on uh, my blog, the homepage of my blog, which is thepetpsychic.com. Mm-hmm. blog or forward slash blog but you can find it by going to the petpsychic.com and then going to the blog tag cool so it has the whole interview with the pets it has the-, the whole interview yeah and it shows the footage of what they're doing to the elephants oh my gosh it's so horrible I know so it'd be great terrible. if like PETA could back you up I mean you guys are both you know in yeah. all the same cause you know yeah yeah, I, I need to get in that door. So if anyone knows anyone from PETA, please hook me up. Yeah, <laughs> totally. I mean, it would just be the best for all animals, so mm-hmm. it would be a good thing. And what they have to say is so powerful. Definitely, definitely. Well, actually, this leads to my question for you. Um, oh, yeah? What, what is, like, um, what is your most, like, uplifting psychic experience where you were glad or grateful to have the ability Oh, I mean, every day I'm glad and grateful to have the ability because they are, like, constantly making me laugh, you know, Mm -hmm. like they're constantly saying something. But, like, what was the most, like, uplifting? Yeah. Um, Or, like, powerful. Yeah, these monks. um, I met some monks once at a Dalai Lama convention at, at, like, it was a teaching. And um, these, I was telling these monks about what I do, and they were, like, oh, we have a problem. And their temple was in India. And they're like, we have this problem. We have this gigantic snake that's coming into the temple. And we don't know, like, we don't know why he's coming in. And people are scared and they don't want to come back anymore. And so we're like saying prayers and we're like trying to get this, this snake to reside somewhere else. But it it won't. I forget what kind of snake it was, but it was like 20 feet long. And it was like one of those really thick ones. Yeah. And so I was like, oh, you know, I'll I'll help you, you know, do that. I'll help you with that. And so I spoke to the snake and I told the, the you know, I was explaining to the snake about like that he's like scaring people and that and he says, "Oh, you know, I just I love being in there because I love that everyone is like chanting and praying and I love that they're doing it for me." So like he knew that they were like chanting and praying for him, but he didn't realize right. they were trying to get him to leave and (laughs) I said well what you know like what do we need to do for you and he was like well like there's this hill I could reside down by this hill and this stone wall if they come every day and like hang he wanted flags and he wanted uh and I I say it's a he but I don't know if it was a he or she and um and I and I want like them to still come and pray and do rituals for me so the monks all were like, oh, we can do that, you know? Yeah. And so um, they did. And the snake has never been back in the temple. Oh, my and God. I, I think that's so amazing because a lot of Buddhists don't really believe in, they believe that animals have, like, a soul, but they don't really believe that animals have, like, a consciousness. Yeah. Like, they don't really believe that they can, like, think and reason. And so to me, that was, like, a really powerful experience. They also that is asked me so that. Cool. Yeah, they also asked me to ask this yak, like, why this yak was, like, it was, like, really aggressive, and it was, like, biting and kicking, and they had to, like, put it out in the field all by himself, and they wanted me to ask him why why he was doing that, and, like, if there's any way that he could, like, be reintegrated, mm-hmm. and he said that he his um, pack was, like, squeezing like his groin area because they when they travel with them they put these like packs on that and he said it was like the strap was like really digging into his groin area it was really painful Mm. so they said they would change it i don't know how they changed it but they did and now he's good wow i know those are pretty neat i think that's so cool yeah I thought so. It's like when yeah. my work goes all the way around the world. <laughs> I know. Are you still in touch with these monks? Mm-mm. I no. mean, 
No, I I haven't been, but you know I have their email, so <laughs> I can be. <laughs> <laughs> That's cool. That's so cool. Yeah. I love it. <laughs> and uh, how's uh, the new dog doing? How's Luca? Uh, little Luca is doing good. He's like a little terror, but he's he's good. He's uh, you know, everyone who meets him, you know how he's like my reincarnated. My mm-hmm. old wolf dog reincarnated. And everyone who meets him always says, like, gosh, he looks older than seven months because he's he's so good. Like, he comes when he's called and, you know, he knows weight in and out of the Jeep. And he's just a really, really good boy. And um, But it's interesting because, you know, when I look at him, I don't really necessarily think, like, he's Maya. Like, I don't say, like, oh, that's Maya. I mean, Maya is a gigantic wolf dog, and he's, like, this little poodle. But what's really interesting is he has this, like, really, this fear about people. Mm -hmm. And he's, like, well, people will go to pet him and he'll kind of, like, like, run away. And and he does the same thing Maya sort of did is, like, he'll kind of, like, run towards them and then kind of run back. But Maya sometimes would bite, you know. And, um, but he doesn't bite. But he... He, uh, the gardeners were over, and I really wanted him to be friends with the gardeners. They're like good people, and so I went to go pick him up, and he kind of like snapped at me and grabbed my hand really hard. But he was like, he kind of bit me, and he kind of bit me hard. But he was, it was completely out of fear. It wasn't out of like aggression at all. Like, and I right. wouldn't even call it like aggression. But um, I thought, gosh, what was that all about? And I said, I was like, Maya, you have to let me know what this is about. Like, you have to like help me with this. That night I had this dream that Maya came to me and she was showing me, she went through like all the periods in her life with me about how she was so frightened with people and how like it was so hard to be able to get over that. And wolves by nature are more timid of people. And then you add a German shepherd to it and so you get like timid and aggressive. But she... It was really interesting in the dream. She showed me all these times where, like, she wanted to, she wanted to bite and she did it because I was there. And she also, in the dream, she was growling. Maya, probably her, the whole entire time I had her, which was like thirteen or fourteen years, she only growled twice. She went from not feeling comfortable to a bite really fast. She never did any type of warning, and the only time she growled is when one. I was talking to somebody about some man, and she started growling like she didn't like the man. And the other time is when some guy was on my ranch, and she kind of got in between me and the man and growled. So, like, but usually she didn't growl. And so then it was, like, really Maya saying, like, this was my hardest lesson in life is, like, really feeling comfortable with people. And so now that's sort of what Luca brought back. Wow. Yeah, that's really interesting. Now, does Luca have... Um, any sort of awareness about being Maya reincarnated? Not really. Like, I say to him, you know, you were like a wolf dog. And he was like, I kind of feel it, but, you know, he doesn't really. But what's interesting mm-hmm. about it is that I've spoken to Maya about that. And, and Maya says that there's, like, that the soul has different, like, fragments and that um, who Maya was, like, still has this consciousness. And And Luca is like a different fragment of her overall being. And Maya's consciousness is not necessarily fully integrating in Luca yet because she doesn't want to bring back all that imprint into Luca. But that's not the same with all of them because I was speaking to another puppy that um, was another client's like a reincarnated pet. And that one, that puppy said, I know who I am. And he... He Rex was is the other dog's name. The one that passed over is right next to me all the time. So it's like it, it with the, with that relationship, it Rex is really stable dog in his lifetime. So he's like closer and can integrate sooner than Maya can. If that makes wow. any sense. Yeah, 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 totally. So that like Luca so will remember, but later on, I think. Yeah, yeah, and Luca's still so young. He's still, he's seven months, but he's interesting. I mean, he's so, it's like he knows things already. Like, like I, you know, I was a dog trainer for 15 years. I've taught hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of dogs wait, like, on the porch. 
Luca, yeah. he's, he's, it's like instantly he knows it. Wow. So it, it's like, and then he has to wait before he gets out of the Jeep. You know, instantly he, like, gets it. He's really good. And, like, yeah. calm is, like, perfect. You know, I'm like, there's none of this, like, like having to train a seven-month-old puppy. It's, yeah. That's amazing. I know. I know. Wow. Well, that's really cool. Should we take some calls? Yeah, let's do it. Okay, let's see who's on. Hey, you're on the air on the Pet Psychic Radio Show. Hello. Hello. Hi. Hi. Oh, Hi. good. <laughs> Hi. Um, my, my name is Allison. Hi, Allison. Hi. You know what? Um, I want to talk to you about a great dog named Shuggy, but first, before I do, I have to thank you so incredibly much for talking about the elephants. Um, it's what I spend most of my non-work time doing, and what I want to tell you is we are here and we are working for them. We are working to get them out of entertainment. We are working to get them out of situations of abuse, and I am the person who can hook you up with the people from PETA. And oh my gosh, really? Yes, yes. I am the person who can hook you up with all of us who are working to get them out of these terrible situations. So I need to have a way to contact you by email so that I can get you in touch with the people. I can link you, basically. Great, Allison. I would love that. Yes, um, me too. This is fantastic. We are right in the middle of trying to get elephants to not have to give elephant rides at the zoo in Santa Ana or at the fair in Orange County or at the fair in L.A. because all of those elephants are trained the same way. Ty is one of them. Oh, if there's anything I can do, you know, anything at all. Oh, there's plenty you can do. We need to have have access to you. What you can do is with your voice, and so we need to have access to you. Okay, so you can reach me by my website, which is thepetpsychic.com, and maybe maybe hold on to, and I can get your your contact information after after we talk to, to, is it Shuggy or... It's Shuggy, yes. I want to talk to you about Shuggy. Um, Shuggy is such a wonderful girl. She was found um, sitting by the side of the road in a more rural part of the Inland Empire. She was so emaciated she couldn't even stand up. She was very, very starved. Um, Some nice ladies stopped and picked her up, and one thing led to another, and she got to me, and I took her to my vet, which is where she is now. She has flourished there. She's gotten healthy. She got spayed. She got her shots. Um, the, the vet staff just love her. They interact with her daily, and she's completely bonded with them, and she's learning how to act like a puppy. She's about one year old. She's a what black, does she look like? Okay. She's a black pit bull. She's small. She's about 40 pounds, and she really desperately wants a home. And so what would you like to ask her or tell her? What we can do for her to find her her perfect, loving, permanent home. Okay. Okay, let me get her. She said to tell people that she's a little shy but full of love. Is she a little okay. shy? Yes. She likes people who like calm classical music. <laughs> is okay. that some is that something you've been playing for her? I don't know. I don't know what they're doing, but I'll write it down. Um Oh, she said the other thing is that she was listening to us about the elephants and she thinks that one of the things that we could tell that we could do for the elephants is to pet them softly but not where they've been beaten because that's oh. scary and brings up old trauma. Oh, and, okay. And what's what's really interesting about that is like sometimes they'll uh, the animals will offer like suggestions for others but really it's like a suggestion for themselves. Is that is that true for her too? Because I have a feeling she's been traumatized. Yeah. So let me let me let's ask her. That's for her too. 
I've had a lot of being held down by feet, sort of by my hips. Ooh. And you know choke chain jerks, I've had a lot of those. I had pepper sprayed in my mouth. The, the, the pepper sprayed in their mouth is like a is a common sort of um for like dogs that are really mouthy. Sometimes people spray pepper spray in their mouth or or maybe it, let me uh and what's hard about that too is when they're young and they're mouthy, they don't always like make the connection that it's an actual like disciplining for being mouthy. The best thing to do to teach dogs about not being mouthy is to get them playing with other dogs because other dogs are the best teachers at that. Could you ask her if she can handle being around other dogs because she doesn't, she hasn't been where she is or cats? Oh, okay. She says that she really wants to, but every time she thinks about it, she feels a fear inside of her that makes her feel really hot inside. Both dogs and cats? Um, Cats sort of look like rodents. (laughs) So Mm -hmm. um, she seems, though, like she has the temperament that she could be be uh, trained or to be guided into being comfortable with all these animals. Because she seems okay. like she's really sweet and aware. Very sweet. You know, like she like she can like consciously say, you know, some man held me down and they sprayed things in my mouth. Where some dogs, when they've had a lot of trauma, they can't even kind of like pinpoint like what was cruel and what's not because they're still in a state of shock. Okay. So it's actually a really good thing. Great. Laura, thank you so much. I really want to give my contact information to someone so you can have it and also the PETA contact. Okay, if you you just want to hold the line, I'll get your info. I'll be happy to. Thank you again very much. Okay, Okay, hold on. Thank you, Allison. Thank you, Laura. Mm -hmm. Now I think Mm -hmm. we've got someone uh, you know from Ojai on the line. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Okay, put them on. Katie? Laura, this is Katie Van Horn, OSHA's Oh, hey. Hi, Katie. How are you doing? Good, thanks. Do you want to... Go ahead. Go ahead. What were you going to say? I'm going to be taking care of my daughter, Morgan's and my son-in-law, Bill's um, wonderful black Labrador. Oh, okay. for For about three weeks. And he's just this love dog. He's a lean, tall lab and uh-huh. good as gold. He's just heaven, Laura. And he, the, the one thing that he, he, I, I want to to know is what, how I can make his visit in Ohio the best. And the okay. other aspect, and I know that he gets sens- a little sensitive to heat, so I want to know best. Um, best things to do for him for heat. For heat, okay. And so, when is he coming? Well, I'm going to see them this weekend up in the um, up by Sacramento and bring him home this Sunday. Okay. So, one of the things that we want. What's his name again? Oh, I, his name is Jasper. Oh, Jasper. We didn't say. So um, one of the things that is important when we want to tell an animal um, about, like, they're, either their people going away or a trip that they're that you're taking, is that like when I contact him now, I'm going to tell him that um, that in that you're going to arrive and that you're going to stay for a few days, and then you're going to tell him on the day that you're going to be traveling. And what you want to do is when you tell him about where he's going to be or that his people are going to go away. You can say, and you want to picture it in your head, and I'm going to send it out to him now, too, why, why I tell all of you. Um, you want to picture it in your head how many days his people are going to be gone. And you can oh, picture okay. them packing their bags and leaving the house. And so the way you picture the days is you picture the sun rising and then setting. So it's like the daylight and then nighttime and then daylight and then nighttime and then daylight and then nighttime. 
And you okay. want to be really, really clear on exactly how many that, that days that is. Because sometimes I ask people and they're like, oh, maybe it's seven nights. I'm not sure. Maybe it's six. You have to the, – the animals know about time. They definitely know so, about time. So I do daylight, nighttime, those many times. Yeah, those many times, right? So, okay. so if it's three – and so with animals who are used to being talked to, I'll do mm. like a week – because they have the idea of like a week because people usually have like a type of routine. And you can like think of like a week and then you can kind of block it in your head. Like I like to put like kind of two bars around it in your head and then multiply that by three. Like sort of like picturing those old math things like when you, when you were learning math when you were in grade yeah. school. You know, you kind of yeah. want to picture that. And, um, and then Yeah, he's while, very used to being talked to, yeah. Yeah, and then while his people are gone, at nighttime or in in the day, whenever they have a quiet moment, if they think about him and tell him about, like, the kind of trip they're having, he will get it. And the other thing is, is we can also tell him, but he doesn't necessarily have to do this in this case because you're so attentive to them, but for when you're leaving your animal with um, with somebody uh like like a doggy daycare or or a pet sitter you don't know very well. If you mm-hmm. tell your animal that the best time to contact you is in the middle of the night if something's wrong, what will happen is your animal will te- will tell you that something's wrong in the middle of the night and then you'll wake up sort of like, uh-oh, it's like I better call home and figure out what's going on. I keep thinking about him and I have a weird feeling. So um, that's something that that, uh, the listeners can do to their pets when they go away. So let me get in touch with Jasper and tell him um, about this trip and then ask him also about the heat. Yeah, I'll be there very brief. I'm going to be there for – I'm going to see them on Saturday and be there Saturday night and then uh, return on Sunday, I think. Okay, so the day day after you get there. Okay. Yeah. I've heard, and they've been telling me already. <laughs> the only thing that I'm confused about is where are they going? Like, oh, where yeah, are they going? To, going? They're, they're going to Peru. They're going to climb Machu Picchu. Oh, fun. Okay. Yeah. When I go home with Katie, can we climb a mountain, too? <laughs> you tell him, yeah. Okay. He says that you're really good and that you pay a lot of attention to his food. Is that true? Yeah. <laughs> well, he's also remembering all this Oh, he is. Oh. Is he, do you think? Um, the, about, about Osa's food that she used to get? Because... <laughs> because he paid a lot of attention to Osha's pranks. Oh. Osha's food pranks. <laughs> right. <laughs> okay, let's ask him about the heat, what he can do, because here in Ojai it gets hot. It gets over 100. Yeah. So. I like cool air blowing right at me. Okay. And I like cool washcloths on me. It's like getting a cool washcloth and throwing it on him. Do they ever do that? Yeah. That's very cool. I don't know. <laughs> what a cutie. And I like to have my feet in water. Does he like to swim? Okay. He loves to swim. Aww. He says, tell my people it's okay. I'll have fun. That's so nice. It's oh. <laughs> so nice that he can say that. You know that he. It's so important that um, that when you go away, that your animals go to a place where they where you feel safe, yeah. and where they feel oh, safe so and loved, and they can have fun. Yeah. Well, thanks, Katie. Thanks for calling in. Oh, thank you so much for your help, sweetie. Yeah, keep me posted. Okay, I'll see you soon. Okay. Bye. Bye. You know, the other thing I want to tell listeners is, like, don't board your animals. When you go away, see if you can find another alternative to boarding your animals at the vet's office. 
A lot of people do that. And even though the vet's office might be like love your pet and you know that they're safe and they'll take really good care of them, it's really stressful at the vet's office because even if the sick animals are not in the same kennel area, the whole energy of it, they know everything that's going on, so they know the animals are getting euthanized. They know the animals are in trauma because they're injured. They know animals are really right. sick and that there's contagious diseases going around. And so it's really not a great place to, to have your pet when you when you travel. It's better to get a pet right. sitter. Like, oh, there's these really cool, like, doggy daycares and, you know, boarding facilities yeah, like nowadays. Yeah, Wagville. Yeah, like Wagville by my house. <laughs> yeah, tell everyone what Wagville is like. Wagville is a daycare and boarding uh, facility in Los Angeles near my house. Um, it's in the northeast part of Los Angeles. And they have a big facility where they have small dog area and big dog area. They have webcams. They have, you know, you can schedule everything from, like, massage and baths and, you know, all kinds of awesome treatments for your pet, as well as, like, they have specialized sleeping areas. So if you want your pet to sleep with a human, they have bedrooms where the caretakers stay, and you can have your pet sleep with them if they're used to sleeping with the humans in the bed and stuff like that. So they're very accommodating. <laughs> so cool. That is yeah. so cool. It's like they're so sweet too. And when Ventura passed away, like they were so cute. They they sent me a card with all the people who worked there and each person wrote like a specialized message. Oh, really? About Ventura? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was so cute. <laughs> That's so cute. I know. Um, let's take one more call before we get to our guest caller. Okay. Paula from New Mexico, you're on the air. Hi, how are you today? Hi, Paula. Thanks for calling in. Oh, thanks Thanks for having the show. My gosh. <laughs> so, tell us, what's, uh, what's, who would you like us to talk to today? Well, I'm, I'm going to try to get through this without crying, okay? And, okay. I, and I, do have a, I do have a cold, so I'm not already crying, okay, just so we're clear. <laughs> Um, I had to I had to let go of my my dog on Monday. Oh, um, Roxy was 15 years, five months, and 15 days old. <laughs> wow! And what kind of dog was Roxy? Oh, she was the best mutt ever. She was Aww. she was Lab and Chow, and she had a black tongue, and she was all black, and she had a black curly tail, and she was just just really just she was my mm. first dog. I got her when I was 35. And um, I, you know, couldn't have asked for better. Um, all that being said, I'm I'm interested in her. <laughs> um, she said that you, um, that she's flown to this. She flew through the sun with hummingbirds. <laughs> okay. Okay. And um, when I got to heaven, I danced with friends. Okay. Um, These friends were older than my mom and really happy. So they might be loved ones of yours that have passed away. Do you know any loved one that um, has passed away and liked to dance? Um, well, most of my family's gone, but I don't know oh. too much about the dancing thing. But maybe they're dancing <laughs> over there. I don't know. Or like hummingbirds, I, even. Right. Right. Um, mm. I had two. I had two felines, two cats that um, passed. Um, one was, gosh, 1998, and the other one was um, 2002. And she was 21, the um, the one that, that I had to let go of in, in 02. She was 21 years old. So I, I kept on, you know, that was my comfort. Chelsea's going to be there waiting for you, honey. She's yeah. Here. Oh, maybe right that's here. the old friends. Maybe that's the friends. <laughs> sure. Is there anything yeah. else you want to ask her? Well, I, this may sound stupid, and I, 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 oh well, too bad. <laughs> what you're going to meet me on the street tomorrow? I don't think so. Um, <laughs> Tuesday, Tuesday, I got the boohoo's because I was worried that she didn't know how much I loved her. That's actually a common question. People ask that all the time. So let me let's ask her. Of course I did. She would tell me all the time and kiss me and scratch my butt. 
she likes that. And she <laughs> always pulled me close and hugged me. We were best friends. Yeah. And I'm going to stick by my mom for a long time. Okay. Yeah, thanks for calling in. Oh, thanks for letting me. I really appreciate your time. Thank you yeah, so much. Yeah, so keep an eye out for her. She'll try and send you messages. She's around. I hope so. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Okay. Thank you, honey. I Take care. You, you too. Thanks. Bye. So, so we have some questions here on the on the chat, um, and um, I noticed the Fourth of, of July one. Yeah, there was a Fourth of July one um, about what we can do for Fourth of July, and that's a good question. And what's really important is to explain to your animals what Fourth of July is and what those bangs are. And so how you can do that is, you, like, I like to tell the, the pets that, um, do you know, every year, and then kind of picture every year in July, we have um, the whole neighborhood or the neighborhood has lots of noises and there's lots of crackling and kind of picture and kind of imagine all those sounds. And what that is is grown-ups and kids playing games. That's a game. And then you can explain to them that they actually make bright things in the sky and you can kind of picture all that that they see in the sky and, um, and say that people love to go out and watch that. And I know that it hurts your ears and you can kind of picture it hurting their ears. And I know that it's scary and then picture them scared, but you can be confident and you can be brave because you're safe inside the house. And then what you really should do is lock all your animals inside, even dogs that are outside dogs that normally never run away. You want to see if you can really contain them, contain the fence or put them in the garage or put them in the house um, and bring in all, like my cats are inside, outside cats. I bring all my cats in early just because I think it's safer and um because, you know, kids are running by with streamers and stuff. So um, just tell them. And then turn on the classical music. And you want whenever you play classical music for your animals, you want to play the light classical. You don't want it to be really dramatic because that can be <laughs> scary to them too. Yeah, like some cymbal crashes. <laughs> yeah, right. Timpani drums. and yeah. Right. But just the, the main thing of just explaining that it's a really fun thing for humans. I mean, that that's really the and that people love Fourth of July and that it's, you know, you're really safe inside the house. So yeah. just really explain it like they're a child. And is I it better to – go ahead. Sorry. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. Um, um, is it better to, like, uh, take your pets if you have a daycare or boarding area that's away from a lot of sound, a noise? Like, is it better to – but then there, rather than keep them in your home where there is a lot of fireworks? That is a great idea, I Yes, yes. If if there's a lot of fireworks and your dog gets really stressed out or your animal gets really stressed out and you know of a safe place away from that, those noises, yeah, take them to there. Okay, okay. You know, Maya, my, my old dog, and Stormy, they – we my my ex boyfriend had a boat and like every Fourth of July we would load the dogs up in the car and go like right underneath the fireworks in the boat and the dogs are fine you know as long wow. as like you you explain it to them and I would put cotton there in their ear so it wouldn't be that bad but they were fine yeah and what I started doing with Ventura is you know every time there was fireworks or a loud noise I always um, pet him. Or um, give him a treat after he does his calming signal, which is the, yeah. you know, the shaking or the licking or the blinking of the eyes and all that stuff. And that really, like, changed his fear completely. Oh, so good to remind people of that. Yeah, to praise for the calming signals. Uh, yeah. Licking, yawning, looking away, sitting down, lying down, shaking. Not the fear shake, the shaking off a lot of stress or excitement. Yeah, that's great. And also those thunder shirts are amazing. Like oh, you can yeah. Put, yeah, those they're like you can get them online. They're called thunder shirts and they they um they keep the dog really snug and it gives the dog awareness of their body cuz you know when you get so fearful you're sort of like outside yourself. Yeah. So, 
it keeps them kind of contained. And if you don't have something like that, you can just take take a T-shirt of yours and wrap it around it and tie it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they sell those at Wagville, actually. Those oh, versions. do they? Yeah. That's great. Yeah, it's good for yeah. all types of fear. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Ventura always liked wearing stuff, so maybe that's why, too. Maybe it made him feel inside more with his oh, body. Oh, maybe. Maybe. He was pretty confident, <laughs> though, too. And, oh. and stroking of the ears, there's over 500 acupressure points in the ears, so when you stroke their, their ears, it can help calm them down. Oh, wow. I didn't yeah. know that. Yeah. Cool. Uh, well, we got Kathy on the line from uh, Journeys and Ranch Animal Sanctuary. Kathy, are you there? Hi, Laura. Nice to meet you. Thank uh, you hi, very Kathy. much. Oh, Kathy, thanks for, for coming on today. Well, this sounds like fun, so thank you. Yeah. So, Kathy, you have quite the story. Tell us about um, your organization and, and how it all began. Well, I'm 57. I grew up in New York City and was dragging stray kittens and puppies home since I was a little kid. Um, and I was a veterinary technician for years, and, and most of my own dogs and cats were always rescues. I didn't buy them um, from breeders or definitely not from pet shops. But as oh, 17 years ago, I became disabled with multiple chemical sensitivities because I had had Lyme disease all my life that was undiagnosed for 30 years. And that just caused me to, live, you know, have to live a very isolated life where I have to avoid people and everything else. And, and I just basically started dedicating myself to taking in as many homeless and unwanted uh, physically and mentally challenged animals as I could. And I, my mom passed away in 2000, and I bought this uh, 37 acres here in northern Arizona a year later. And I built a small house here and moved here in 2002. And that's when I, I really, you know, decided to really dedicate all of my energy and time to rescue. Um, after after accumulating a, a quite amount of debt in doing so, um, I finally just sold a piece of property that'll help me uh, pay off the old rescue debt. But I, you know, I realized two years ago that I would have to think about donations and going nonprofit. And so I went nonprofit, and then a year and a half ago uh, got our 501c3. So we're oh, an official. Yeah, uh, tax exempt organization, and it's just it's just it's overwhelming because there isn't a day that goes by that I don't get a phone call to take a dog, a cat, a horse, or something, and you just have to do as much as you can. But you know, I, I notice in all the networking and everything I do, and the time I spend on Facebook, that a lot of people get into trouble and they take on more than they can handle, and you have to be careful not to do that too. That's so. true. And are, is it true that you are you the only one that takes care of all the animals there? Yeah, I'm, I'm 20 miles out of town, and I do everything myself, including wow. uh, hoof trims on the. We have seven Mustangs, two burros, uh, a ram, a Barbados ram, a pot-bellied pig that I've had for 11 years that ran away from an abusive home and was at my doorstep one day. I read about Wilbur. I think yeah. that is so neat. It's, I think they you, they know when you have like the neon light out or something. <laughs> you must. Welcome. I was thinking but maybe Wilbur, we can. Ask- Wilbur is kind of a senior citizen pig now, but he's he's an interesting ornery little guy, and. Um, and then I've got ten resident dogs that are permanent residents. And in the past few months, I I've never been one to to give dogs a dog away. I mean, usually a dog comes through my door and it's there for life. But a few months ago, I thought, well, if I could take in one foster dog at a time, you know, once in a while from the local shelter or from anywhere else, and and find it a home, then that's just one more animal I can save. So I've got our ten resident dogs now, and then one little foster dog here. Oh, nice and. So, Kathy, tell us your website again and how to spell it and everything. Um, it, well, it's journey, I just named this property Journeys and Ranch when I moved here because I vowed that I was never going to move again in my life. Yeah. <laughs> so I figured it's the end of the journey for me. And then uh, the, our website is, is jersanctuary.org. Um, it's our third website. I got I got rid of the other, the first two that I had. So it's pretty simple. It's JER for Journeys and Ranch Sanctuary dot org. Yeah, and, and you can find all that animals on my- have their own page on the website, and there's a lot of information there. I'm also hugely uh, into holistic uh, care and you know veterinary care 
and nutrition and everything else for animals, and there's a lot of information on the website in that respect. Oh, good. And you do consultations about that too, right? Yeah, I do. Um, I, I try to. Usually, the idea was to do consultations in exchange for a donation, but unfortunately, a lot of most of the people I run into are, you know, they're they're just so broke that they don't have it. So most of my consultations end up being for free. But I, I try and maybe to that will maybe that will change. That's going to change. Yeah, I mean, because, you know, the bottom line is at this point the sanctuary has to to support itself. The past two months we've done very well, but, you know, it's touch and go, and you never know, and it's hard work. Um, Most of our donors are people that know me from the Internet. Uh, I find that there's a lot of uh, distrust out there and probably for good reasons, so... Once people see that you're networking and all the work that you do, you know, day after day, then they trust you, and they're, then then they're more prone to want to donate yeah, I've to heard your organization. Great things about you. Great things. So, so, um, so, Kathy, tell us. We have um, you have a dog named Carson, right? That you'd like to talk to today? Oh, I'd love to. Car- Carson's the love of my life, and he's, he's kind of a star on Facebook. Um, <laughs> He, I had insomnia about a year and a month ago and, and got on the computer at midnight and there was the most pathetic looking picture of a dog at, at the Carson shelter in Los Angeles and he was skinny and half his hair was missing and he was standing there just looking really dejected up against a brick wall and there were, no, there were at least 85 comments. Everybody felt sorry for this poor, poor pathetic looking old dog but nobody wanted to take them, and after reading through the comments and everything, I finally said, okay, you know, uh, uh, somebody would have to transport them here. We'd have to get enough collected to do lab work and, you know, probably need about $400 just to get him, figure out what he's got going on and get him here. But I said, I will take him. And next thing I knew, a few days later, Carson was here, and he had a lot more problems than anybody thought. He, he was very emaciated, which didn't show in the picture, uh, low thyroid, um, after a while, he also his adrenals also crashed, so he's on thyroid and adrenal hormones. And because he apparently was abused in his past, um, he would come after me uh, for at least the first six months. If you did anything that frightened him or tried to restrain him, he would bite. And unfortunately, with his seborrhea and his skin pre fungal and bacterial skin problems, I had to bathe him every week for the first four months. So that. I really learned how to be fast and how how to to deal with him without forcing him because he's a 60-pound dog now and and you have to cajole him into anything that you do. But now that he's feeling healthier, he's really turned into a really lovable, wonderful, loyal dog. Oh, um, great! So let let's talk to him because we we yeah got, please do because so I you know he's about he, nine when he came here and we'd love yeah. to know what his past was about. So he says I've already been talking to him a little bit. He says. He he came from feeling total neglect to feeling amazing. He says, I feel so blessed. The energy of this place is soothing on my skin. I don't bite anymore. I used to bite because people used to pour things on me. It almost Uh looks like some type of bleach or chemical. I, they, now, somebody, he actually has a condition called acanthosis nigricans, which is mm-hmm. usually hormonally caused. He's still half naked. Uh, where he does have hair, the hair came in well, but a lot of his skin is just he naked keep, and he black. Keeps but, dying. Yeah, he I keeps wonder dying if somebody maybe they, in good intentions was pouring something on him trying to, to cure his skin oh, ailments or something. Maybe, because he says that he thinks that he has the skin irritation because somebody was putting stuff on him. But let me, tell him, let me tell him that it might be because of the, the fungus or the mites. Yeah, and, you know, and he's got no, I mean, his fungus and bacterial infections are gone he now. Says, so now says, all he gets is an occasional, you know, regular soapy bath, and that's all. Yeah, no, he says that, no, they would grab him by the collar and pour things on him. Well, and then and, they and know, then and they threw me out of the car. I did not tell you so, uh, but he was. You could not touch him by his collar until recently. I now can lead him mm-hmm. by his collar, but for at least the first ten months, if you even reached out to take him by the collar, he would snap. So that he makes keeps, a lot of sense. He's saying, "I'm learning to trust." Well, that I can see, and I'm to, glad. He wants to know if he's going to stay there. Absolutely. That's his home? So This is his home forever and ever. 
well, I get to sleep on a cool bed. So you probably have stuff for him, so he probably yeah, wants he, something we like have, that. My you know little, I have a tiny house, and it's kind of wall-to-wall dog cots. Um, <laughs> he, the cots are, you know, they're off the ground, so they're kind of cool, but we all, I also have bare floors, and lately he's just choosing to be on the bare floor most of the time. Oh, uh, which it's a slab, so it's it is cool because the coolness from the earth underneath comes up through the slab. Yeah. Well, thanks for joining us today. And well, thank so, you. I can't. It's been a pleasure. Um, thank you very much. Yeah. Thank you. And we'll. Um, I'm going to be posting your website on my website and pictures of Carson, and um, so people can go there and find out about how to send you a donation. That would be fantastic. I thank you, Laura. It's been a lot of fun. Okay, Kathy, you take care. Thanks, Kathy. You too. Bye-bye. Okay, bye-bye. So that's Kathy from the uh, Journeys and Ranch Animal Sanctuary. The website, again, is uh, www.jersanctuary.org. That's jersanctuary.org. And her information, as well as pictures of Carson, will be on your website, right, Laura? Thepetpsychic.com? That's right. That's correct. Cool. Yeah. Carson looks really cute. Um, it, I think it said he was a Sharpay, a little bit of a Sharpay mix. Yeah. In the story he, I read. Yeah. he's a, He kind of looks like a little coyote. <laughs> yeah. He's like a coyote a, a Sharpay. <laughs> he's so cute. He's really, Aww. really cute. He's he feels so blessed. He like he just feels like the whole energy around that place is so caring, and mm-hmm. he feels so lucky to be there. I'm so grateful. Just so nice that it's a safe place for him to forgive. You know what humans have done to him. I know. Wow. Yeah. Thank God for and- Kathy. Yeah, I can't. I, what she does is amazing, and I love his name because Carson from the Carson Shelter. I guess I'm assuming that's where it comes yeah, right. from. Yeah, <laughs> which is really cute. Um, yeah. Well, let's remind people again, just because it's July Fourth, um, that about what they what they need to do for how to you know communicate with their pets and everything about what's going to be going on. So people just want to um, think about explaining to their pets about Fourth of July and what exactly fireworks are. And so you want to explain to them about, say, uh, you know, I know that there are these loud noises. This happens every year. And there are noises, you know, all over the house or all over the neighborhood. And people travel to one location and they watch these spectacular um, fireworks go off and kind of picture this all in your head. And you can say, I know it hurts your ears and I know it's scary and picture them, it hurting their ears and them scared. But you can feel confident and you are 100% safe in the house and I'm going to close all the windows, turn on the air conditioning and leave the music on so you don't have to hear it very much and just know that um, no matter if you hear it close to the house, you are safe in the house. And um, and then you can tell them if you're going out to enjoy the fireworks, I'm going to go out and enjoy the fireworks, and I'll show them to you in my head. And when you're out watching the fireworks, if you picture the fireworks, you can send them home to your animal, and they can see everything that you're seeing. It might be really neat to do that. That's cool. Yeah. Like, a, yeah. like an email. Yeah, <laughs> right. <laughs> Telepathy email. And <laughs> Yeah. And also really keep your animals locked and make sure they're locked in the house because even some of the most um, confident animals sometimes get out of their yards and gets lost. More animals are lost on 4th of July than any other day. So wow. really important to keep them safe. Yeah. yeah. Does Stormy have anything to say about this or anything else? Yeah, well, I asked Stormy if there's anything he wanted to say to the world, and he was, like, still thinking about these elephants. And he's like, I just think that it's so important that we do something for these elephants, that they're mm-hmm. such big, gentle creatures, and people are harming them, and we need to help them. And he says that he can kind of picture them. He kind of can feel them thinking about us and feel them. And I think that's important for all the people who are in rescue, that these animals, even if it doesn't feel like you're making an impact on them, they know it. They know you're out there and you're trying to help them. And I think that 
helps them sort of survive their situation, knowing that people are sending them love. And so just when you are talking about the animals and all these drastic things that are happening to them or tragic things that are happening, if you kind of send them love at the same time, then, you know, they'll feel that love and they'll kind of be empowered. We don't want them to only think that we're that we're upset for them, you know, because then they'll right. feel sadness. Yeah. So really just send them compassion and love. Yeah. And, yeah. Uh, Stormy, what do you want to say about the about 4th of July? Do you want to say anything about fireworks? Uh, yeah, you know, they hurt my ears, but people do strange things. Stormy, <laughs> <laughs> remember when you used to go watch them with me? Didn't you think they were beautiful? Oh, he said it when he when he first saw them. He thought, "Look at those birds. Are they exploding?" <laughs> <laughs> Didn't when did you figure out that they weren't exploding and they weren't birds? Oh, I just sort of figured it out because you look so excited. <laughs> like I wouldn't be excited if birds were exploding. <laughs> oh, oh the words of wisdom by Storm King. <laughs> So cute. Oh, God, how sad that must have been, though, when he was thinking that. I know. <laughs> I must have been scary. I know. Like, you oh know what God, I like about Stormy? Like, he's so, um, like, I don't know, he's just so cool. Like, he, he just plays it cool all the time. <laughs> <laughs> he does. You know what I mean? Like, he's just like, oh, yeah, whatever, you know. <laughs> <laughs> These silly humans. Watching yeah. fireworks. <laughs> He's like, get to work and help the elephants. <laughs> <laughs> well, Sorry, I'm glad we're, la- we're, we're laughing about you. You're not even smiling. Why aren't you smiling? I'm smiling inside. Do I have to move my mouth? <laughs> <laughs> Do you see? He's just so... Just so plain and cool. For <laughs> me. See, I was so good. She made sure you got on the radio today. She made yeah. sure because he was so upset the first radio show he wasn't on. I know. <laughs> I think we should have this uh, words of wisdom at the end of the show every week by Storm yeah. King. Yeah, by Storm King or some of the other of my other animals because yeah. we'll get, start to get jealous. <laughs> yeah, remind, uh, remind our listeners what animals you have at home. Okay, I have um, Stormy, who's a 12-year young Australian shepherd, and um, I have Luca, who's a 7-month-old poodle, and then I have Makia, who is, I think she's 16 years old, and she's all white, and she's a cat, and she loves to, like, meditate and climb, and then I have Serafina, who's all gray with green eyes, and um, I found her at an old ranch I lived, and she uh, she likes to run around the yard. She's very speedy, and uh, she likes to kind of pretend to chase birds, but not chase birds because this is a no-kill zone. And then I have Joey Joe, who is my oldest kitty. He's 18. He's gray and white, and um, He's my, like, hyperthyroidism. He's on herbs for hyperthyroidism, and he's, like, just really wise and cool. And he used to – I was telling someone today that I used to live on a lake, and he used to go canoeing with me. Oh, my gosh. Was, that's cool. Yeah, he's really neat. And then I have Bean, who's my uh, my bunny, and I found her in front of the hair factory and found the hair salon. <laughs> I think it's really funny. But she was just hopping in the middle of the street one day, and all these wild bunnies were like, oh, my God, help her, because they were scared that she was going to, like, run in the road because it's, like, a busy road. Yeah. So That's, I found – Yeah, because she's, like, a domesticated bunny. Yeah, she's right? totally domesticated. I think somebody was uh, was um, breeding them for meat, and she oh. got out of the cage because, yeah, nobody claimed her, and it was, like, right in the middle of town. She, and I kind of saw evidence of that. But she um, – but she's great. She's, like, full of fun, and um, she's really wise. And she, her whole thing is, like, I sent her away to live with a friend of mine for a year because I was going to find her another home. Mm-hmm. And so her whole thing now is about, like, forgiving me, even though oh. it's been, like, 
four or five years <laughs> at her back. I think She's, this is all the time we have, actually. We're running out. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, thanks for listening, everyone. Yeah, everyone, thanks for listening. Come check out my website at thepetpsychic.com. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry, we were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right, ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchases, over limited by law, 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.